0: Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of, I guess am going to call it, episode? I don't know, spin-off episode, I guess you could say, from Behind the Blade. Uh, I am your host, solo today, no Bill, just me usually for these podcasts most of the time, Chad d So like I said, this is the first one of the interviews that I'm doing, kind of our spin-off one-on-one interviews. I've been thinking of a, I've been trying to think of a fancy special name and I haven't got there yet. So, if anybody has any ideas listening to this podcast, feel free to shoot them to me. Maybe I'll have a name by them. But for now, we're just going to call it one on one interview. That's what we're going to call it a little one on one here. So this is going to be a bi weekly add on, like I said. Um, maybe weekly, depending on kind of the guess I get, but more bi weekly mode. Um, again, it's just a little spin off from Beyond the Blade, trying to expand our coverage. And this isn't necessarily going to be just about Sabres. We're going to try to get some Sabres talk in here. And today, we're going to talk about some. Swedish Prospects in particular with my guest, but more this is kind of just getting to know people, kind of getting to know some hockey people around the world, uh, kind of what they do, what it's like to cover hockey, and then of course we're going to talk some hockey, normal hockey as well. So without further ado, my first guest uh, in this series that I'm bringing on is a good buddy of mine that I've um, connected with over in Sweden, especially watching the Swedish Prospects. Uh, Patrick Bexel so <laughs> you are we're a little bit um, busy today. So there's the election in Sweden. That's what's going on.
1: Yeah, the election, and uh, I'm still uh, currently. Uh, I live with my my uh, partner, and uh, uh, we haven't signed a like a contract for for the flat yet. So uh, she votes where we live, and I have to vote uh, where my parents live <laughs> because I'm still <laughs> technically uh, living at my parents. Uh, but yeah. So I had to go into Gothenburg, uh, 25, 30 minute drive and, and, uh, and, vote for, for against the, the nationalistic party. I think it would be, say we have eight, eight parties in parliament and, uh, and whatever you vote, you, you don't, I, I think the important bit is you vote and you don't vote for them. And then I'm fine with you voting for any of the other seven.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So there you go. A little bit of insight
1: into, uh, Swedish
0: um, politics. Let's, so not only are we going to get some hockey talk here, now you have a little bit of a small background on some politics in Sweden. So we're bringing you things all the time here. Um, so, where, so where in Sweden are you? Did you say where again?
1: I'm uh, just south of Gothenburg on the west coast. Uh, if you know any uh, Scandinavian uh, geography, I would say it's halfway between Copenhagen and Oslo. So you get two other countries' capitals there. But uh, yeah, so it's on the west coast, uh, facing. We used to say that uh, we're facing the world, and Stockholm faces, you know, Russia. So, <laughs> so it's more of that, and uh, yeah, know. it's uh, it's a bit windy here, but uh, yeah, it's on the coast, and it's it's great. And uh, you know, you move. I lived in London for ten years, and I moved back because I met a, a lovely girl, and, and uh, that's the reason I'm here. And uh, we'll see where we end up and where life takes us from here on.
0: Good. That's awesome. You know, I'm, I'm kind of jealous. You know, I've, I've always said that my life goal, um, eventually, you know, I mean, I have a three year old now, so you know, life kind of gets in your way a little bit sometimes. <laughs> but uh, is to get to Europe. You know, hit. You know, I, I'm a big history guy, so you know, I, I kind of like the whole history aspect of Europe. So my my goal uh, is eventually to get there. I guess kind of hit it all one trip. You know, kind of do like Italy, London, um, France, Spain, Sweden. Wherever I could hit Germany, but yeah, you know, I'm kind of jealous. People who I talked to kind of lived in Europe and kind of uh,
1: gotten around. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, like I, I think you know we we forget sometimes how small Europe is and how how easy we can go anywhere. And and uh, yeah, I mean, like even if you know. Life started somewhere else in the world. A lot of it is, is, has come out of Europe, unfortunately, both good and bad things. And, uh, yeah, there are a lot of historic places to visit. And uh, I haven't done half of them that I, I want to do. And I know the feeling that you have. You get drawn to it. And for me, you know, in in U.S., you know, you have we, we barely touch on it in history class. But, you know, you, you, you learn about the Civil War and the Independence War. And you want to see some of those historic places as well. So it goes both ways.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. It, it's interesting, you know, from my side where it's like, oh, yeah, I guess we do kind of have some things here, too, where you're, you're kind of so ingrained in a, you know, living here your entire life that you kind of forget about that. I mean, for God's sakes, you know, I'm, I'm 15 minutes away from Niagara Falls, and we kind of – people here in Buffalo don't appreciate kind of how big of a deal it is, and people come here, they want to see that. We're like, oh, yeah, Niagara Falls. You know, that's it's, it's different when you're kind of like so close to
1: it, I guess you could say yeah it's the same for me in london I, I missed out on stuff in london during 10 years because you postpone it you can do it you know next week right, right. so so you don't go and then suddenly you move away and go like oh i didn't do this and didn't do that and you know but yeah i know some good places for when you visit london and uh, they're you know, kid friendly as well so you know let me know all right definitely will do so let's uh <laughs> let's ship some hockey talk
0: here so um, is there a specific team? I know you cover um, the Swedish Elite League primarily and other, you know, leagues too in Europe, but um, is there like, a specific team that you follow around or you kind of just kind of get... I, don't, I mean, I don't really know the geography of Sweden, so I'm not even going to try to guess. Um, so I, I don't really know how that works from your perspective.
1: No, I'm, I mean, like, uh, since I'm uh, a journalist for, uh, for SB Nation and, I'm, you know, I help out as many sites as I can because right. I'm one of the few guys that are, in, uh, that are based in... Uh, in Europe. Uh, I know there are a few Russian guys now, and uh, we got a Finnish lady uh, that I speak to a little bit, and uh, we have another Swedish guy that just signed on for Blue Shirt Panther uh, this summer, and helping out with their prospects, and you know, like, uh, so you're trying to catch as many games as you want, and I'm I'm, I'm fortunate enough to live on the West Coast. We got like uh, four, five teams within like two and a half hour drive here, so uh, you know I get I'm born in Gothenburg I'm born across the street from the Flemond campus so obviously like carries a lot of you know emotions for me and and uh, I follow them like well but then the more engrossed you get into to hockey journalism and and following different teams around. you can appreciate different teams in different ways and um uh, uh, yeah, to pat my back a little bit, and, and we spoke about it just before we, we started the recording. But on my podcast that I do in a similar way that you're doing this, uh, one-on-one meetings and, and discussing hockey and, and interest. Uh, I spoke with Vancouver Lakers uh, coach Sam Hallam, that is has won well, the Coach of the Year award twice uh, in a row um, in in Sweden, and uh, um, it's uh, it's interesting to to see him and suddenly become a little bit more fan of a of of his team building and and his uh, interest, uh, so so with five, four teams, you know that close, uh, you you can catch all twelve team or all fourteen teams in in the Swedish uh, SHL. You know we can get them uh, more or less every week if I wanted to. So so that's that's good, and that's what I keep telling people in espination that if you need a prospect interview or you need to hear from his coach. You know, I'm, I'm good with it, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm unfortunately very, very bad at it. But uh, <laughs> I promised myself this year to to go out and watch some of the the Swedish uh, women's hockey league as well, mm. because I think uh, I have a there is a team in Gothenburg, and and I haven't been there yet, and uh, it's it's uh, something that bothers me a little bit. Interesting. I'm, I'm making notes here about Swedish prospects, kind of as you're
0: talking. So I guess I'll be talking to you more this season. So just so you're ahead of that. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's fair. That's um, all right. I'm glad you, happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Um,
0: so, what about the, you know, I, I'm a guy who I kind of picked up, you know, out of the Sabres are a, I guess, Sweden and Primary, a lot of European players. They're kind of drafting on her bottle here. So I've kind of started picking up these European leagues. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a curious, kind of, your thought, because a lot of people don't get to see these games. You know, they're mostly during the day when a lot of people are at work, so you kind of don't get to see them unless you go looking for them and they're not just on TV, so again, you have to kind of go searching for them on the internet, but, you know, the SHL, you know, the Finnish leagues, you know, all the European leagues, the KHL, I'm just kind of curious if you overall thought, you know, in my opinion, I think these are extremely underrated leagues for kind of, again, they're not the NHL, but at the same time, they're not you know, pushover leagues, and when you see players coming out of the Swedish Elite League with the points in the production league, especially these prospects who are 18, 19 years old and are doing it against men, and some who were Professional hockey players at one point. I I feel like it's a very underrated league. Do you you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I think so. And uh, it's SHL, and we skipped the elite league in two thousand twelve. So just so you know, (laughs) good to know that. Okay, but (laughs) yeah, Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's underrated. Uh, You see it uh, once or twice every year from SHL or Liga that players are going uh, directly over from Sweden or Finland to take an NHL roster spot. And, and I think that's, you know, like it speaks to the level of the league and, and many see it as a failure because uh, they uh, players are going back to these leagues, to the NLA and in, in Switzerland, the Liga in, in Finland or, or SHL in Sweden or KHL in Russia. But I mean, like these are, you know, some of the top leagues in the world. And uh, if you consider everything and, and think that the only thing that matters is that uh, you're in the top, Company in the world. I wonder how many of the hockey fans that are, you know, talking negatively about other leagues, actually work for for Google or Apple, you know, and oh. and uh, are are they supposed to be think that their uh, career is less valid because they're not working in one of the top two companies in the world? Um, when you look at uh, the leagues, I would say you know, like uh, KHL is definitely the second best league in the world. I, I would say so. Like okay. the top league there would would you know, the top team in KHL would would uh, I'm not sure they would make the playoffs in NHL, but they would definitely be in the running for it. And especially if they got to play on the Olympic sized rink as well. Right, but, right. But that, that, that's that's another point. But they they are so good, and you know the Russian players in KHL are earning a tons of money. So why would they? Go across to 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 NHL when they are in similar amount of money, and then the kids speak their language at home, and their wives and parents are around to help them with 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 family life. You know, you see that. But then it's a toss up between I think uh, SHL and and AHL as the top league or the third best league in the world, and then you have a falling grade with Liga behind, NLA is a little bit behind, and and it it keeps changing. Uh, I think the Czech League is on the rise again, which I think benefits Europe as a whole because uh, uh, there are great players coming out of Czech Republic, and, and you wanna you wanna have a strong Czech club competition as well because it it, it benefits uh, the Champions Hockey League, which is a new fanum here in in Europe. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, that
0: uh, I just got into that Champions Hockey League actually, so that, that's I'm glad you mentioned that. So that it, it's pretty cool. I, I like it, kind of seeing different teams around the world.
1: Yeah, I'm. I, 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 I think that you know it was really good. I went to a game this week and saw I against the Zurich Lions, and it was like coming full circle because the first uh, club that actually gave me uh, credentials to to watch a game was the Zurich Lions in Zurich. So so I was there to do an interview with Austin Matthews and one of the Montreal prospects, uh, Michael Rewire, uh, uh, Martin Rewire at the time, and and uh, uh, so so it was coming full circle, and it was good to go up and. Uh, Thank the, the PR guy t- for, for the hospitality they showed over in, in, in Zurich when I was there. And, um, you know, that was a great game. And I was happy to see that, uh, you know, the stance wasn't full, unfortunately, but it was probably half full. And that's better than average in, in uh among swedish crowds for for the champions hockey league but the more you get to know these teams the more you play them the more you create a bit of a rivalry there might be other swedes playing there you might have heard about a finnish guy playing there a russian guy or, or something like that the only unfortunate thing i think is that khl isn't involved in it because it would probably benefit the hockey europe mm, in general that's a good point very good point so
0: sticking with the shl before we jump to the sabers and i got some montreal Canadiens questions for you um is there a player for those people listening that you kind of suggest maybe to keep your eye on? That's either could jump into the NHL next season, or maybe a prospect you know down the road here a year or two. Is there kind of a specific player I need to put you in the spot? But a specific player in your head who you kind of maybe could
1: watch for. I'm. i We've started following uh, Rasmus Dalian two years ago uh, in Finland, and I think that that's the same thing that might happen here with uh, Lucas Raymond, uh, Swedish guy. Uh, Playing in Frelunda quite short yet, but you know, he's eligible for the 2020 draft, and he uh, actually did his first game uh, for Frelunda's senior team uh, this week against uh, Vienna Capitals. And you know, uh, making a debut as a 16 year old in the men's league, Hmm. that's pretty awesome. Yeah. It was the same age. He's the second youngest player in Frelunda's history, and I think Darlin is the, the, the youngest player ever so you know the bar is set he is a forward though so so uh, can play both sides and uh, on the way and uh, it will be interesting to follow him i'm not sure how many games he has but roger runbury the coach of Florida has never been shy of, of uh, giving a, a younger player the chance to to show himself and and grab his spot on the roster you know everyone fights for it fair and square and and uh, right. Uh, looking at the front of the roster, there are some players that I don't think should be in there that he could possibly push out. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Okay, good. So I'll, uh, that's, you know, I, I love, I love prospects. So that's good it. for me. I'll, I'll keep an eye on that. So thanks you've tipped me off on him.
1: Yeah. I may sound yeah. smart
0: once in a while when I bring him up in conversation. So that's good. <laughs>
1: yeah, and and I, I was the first guy saying it in North America now. So I'm going to be like, you know, we, we, we're that. <laughs> we, we have to keep up this.
0: Sounds good. That works for me. That works for me. So, I'm going to jump to a couple of Sabres guys here. Like I said, I have one, two, three, four, five. Um, You don't have to go too in-depth or anything. I'm just kind of curious of your opinion. Um, You'll probably know some players better than others. Uh, But the guy I'm going to start with here, only because he's first on my list, is Lawrence Pilot, who I didn't really know a lot about. him. I kind of did some research on him at the end of last year. Uh, He came over from, again, correct me if I'm wrong, but when I look at it, it says HB71. Maybe it's a different name. Um, Uh, It's it's correct. Okay, Okay, good to know. So he won the (laughs) Swedish Defenseman of the Year last year in SHL. He's looked pretty good for the Sabres so far. He's been over here. Um, is there anything you can kind of tell me again? I, I know can, you know some guys as good as others, but is there anything you can kind of tell me about his game, his style, the way he plays?
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know he's an offensive-minded uh, defenseman, a bit on the short side, as as uh, many of them are. I think the maybe the olympic size rink yeah, suits them uh, their development better. And and uh, you know they get a chance to build up slowly and of course winning the Salming Award is is, is huge you know just listen to the name of course it's huge right well. right uh, and uh, I mean like he reminds me a little bit of Matthias Ekholm over in the Predators you know interesting um, skillful uh, doesn't have the best of shots but he has a good read of the game hockey IQ uh, in 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 spades and. Uh, he looks for for passing lanes, and maybe that's why why he, uh, he uh, got that many points because I think it was thirty eight assists or something last year yeah, or yeah. something like that. And and uh, he um, he drives to he quarterbacks to power play. He might need a bit of seasoning in Rochester, right? Mm-hmm. That, uh, that, yeah, uh, but that's what we probably uh, start. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, but but yeah, I think uh, it's a smart way, and I think you know like. Teams are, are going through free agency in, in many ways and to to find the gems, and they are taking a chance on it. and And I think that's better, you know. Let them play for a few years and see. I was surprised. I, I think he draws a comparison to maybe uh, Sebastian Aho, the Swedish one. <laughs> I okay. Should say, that okay. the New York Islanders drafted in there in his third draft. Um, he should have been drafted the first year, I think. But but anyway. Um, so it's it's good to see these guys that maybe not getting drafted the first year or doesn't get drafted at all, getting picked up and and continue their hockey careers and suddenly they're borderline NHLers, you know. And with a bit of development, I think uh, Pilot might, might might get there. And you have an interesting project in 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 Buffalo going on, and he might be be part of it. So the next guy on my list here, who's kind of got me, he's the
0: guy who kind of got me to the Champions Hockey League this year because uh, his team. Again, correct me these names if I'm wrong, but Garden I think, is kind of close. Uh, Marcus Davidson, who I'm a big fan of as a prospect with the Sabres. I'm kind of curious on your thoughts on him.
1: Uh, there are three coaches right now in Sweden that I would uh, say uh, maybe four. Uh, we'll, we'll see after the season if I add the fourth or not. But... Uh, as I said, Sam Hallam, uh, in that, the champions, further us, Roger Runbury who has won the championship and, and two CHL titles. Uh, and then, uh, it's actually Roger runbury's old assistant coach, uh, Roger, uh, Robert Olsson in New uh, who, uh, who is one of the top coaches in Sweden at the moment. And, uh, you know, he has had the Davidson brothers, uh, playing and, and, they, 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 Took steps forward last year. They they were they were good prospects already before, but I think, uh, Uganda has tried to shift their system a little bit, and they are putting in a lot of effort. Uh, in, in the physical department to ha- be able to handle the, the heavy forecheck and the speed of the game. And, and it suits Davidson very, very well. I know one of our prospects that I followed since since the, he was drafted, I actually had an interview with him the day after the draft, uh, Lucas Vedemo. He thinks very, very highly of, of, of both the Davidson brothers. But Marcus, yeah, he, he is a good player and, and he will benefit. I think it would be better for him to play in in, in SHL this year. Uh as he will do, uh, rather than going over to AHL early. Uh, I mean, the, the, the trips here in Sweden are, are short. You know, you play uh, Tuesday, uh, Thursday, and Saturday. And there are some movement around there. Uh, but anyway, that's the regular playing days. And then you, you have, like, maybe, as I said, like a four hour drive or, or, or two yeah. hour flight maximum and that means that you on the off days you can you can actually train pretty hard you don't have to recover as much and and uh, for your players it means you know an extra session at the gym every other day and that will benefit him in the long run and I think it's very important to to consider that when you talk about oh get him over to the US or get him over to Canada you know that which I get everyone wants to see the players I yeah. that yep. we want to see we want to see them here because you know we never get seen see them otherwise. But, right. but it's it's it that is a a thing that a lot of coaches are bringing up here that can develop they can put more effort into uh, maybe individual uh, training sessions because of those off days and and you're already home by one o'clock at night and and then come in and and, and do you know a normal training on, on the day after
0: awesome so the next guy this is kind of a guy you just talked about kind of who took that extra year in sweden and it looks like it's it's paying dividends. I think he's an under the radar kind of guy who might be able to make the roster this season for the Sabers and to skip the AHL altogether because he's been played pretty well since he's over the summer here. And that's uh, that's Rasmus Asplund from Färjestad. You know, last few years he's played there, and you know there was talk he could come over from Sweden last year. He didn't. He played one more year. Uh, he said himself he was kind of mad that he didn't come over when last year, but he said in the long run, looking at it now, um, that it was probably better for him to stay there. So. What do you? How do you feel about Asplund?
1: He's a good player. He's hockey sense. It's it's is great. Uh, it stands out because size wise he doesn't stand out. Right, <laughs> uh, right. But I think also that uh Ferry Start had a tough season last year, and and a lot of a uh, uh, lot of uh, players were moving around. One of the best defenders in in Europe uh, swapped from Fairy to the Devils uh, in in the Swiss League, the NLA, and. Uh, you know, it, it upset the dynamic in the team, and and it was a tough season for all fairystyle players. Farstad is a club; it's it's one of the uh, let's call it original six in Sweden. It's not the original six in Sweden, but you know they're yeah, always right. there. They're yep. they they're always good. There. and suddenly you have a terrible year and a terrible year by their standards, and and uh, you know it hurts. It might be good for him development wise because you you need to have back sets in order to 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 to. Uh, developed fully as well uh, so i think uh, but but he he is a He's very professional. his attitude is, is spot on. He he goes to work. He he develops that way. And and maybe yeah, he, he I'm I'm not familiar with the with roster and who's gonna be fourth line center, but yeah, he could be one of the guys and, and you know it's not the end of the world. You're building a project as as I said in, in Buffalo and if he comes and, and, and matures with the team, you know it's not the end of the world if you end up, you know, in the bottom of the league once more.
0: So our first Basically, we'll say I have two questions. I'll wrap these two guys into one question, and then I'll throw Montreal a Montreal question at you for we wrap up here. But yeah. uh, I know these two guys are the guys you were kind of the closest with, uh, especially last year we talked a lot, Rasmus Darlene and Victor Olofsson. I'm pretty sure I know what you're going to say about Dallin, um, but I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on Olofsson. So I'll, kind of, I'll wrap those into one here for you so you can kind of talk about both those guys for a little bit here.
1: Yeah, well, Dalin To start with, I think you saw it in the first uh, rookie tournament game here. Uh, his physical play is something that hasn't really been been mentioned, and uh, I think everyone is taking notice now. Uh, that hit delivered. Yeah, uh, it's, it's 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 the fact is he has been delivering those all the time in Sweden, but that hasn't made the highlight reels. And and uh, um, I know players in Froland that I said, you know, it's like hitting a brick wall or it's a freight train coming. And you know, like <laughs> people, uh, I think one of the uh, skills actually said, you know, like it's uh, it's like crolleball mm-hmm. steroid sometimes. And yeah, yeah, He's only, you know, he's nineteen now, right? Eighteen, 19. yeah. He yeah. turns 18, he turned eighteen in April. Yeah. So you know, like when he matures into that body, God, I don't want to be an, uh, a, a winger on the other side. You know, it's that's gonna, crazy. It's gonna hit, and it's gonna hit hard, and he's gonna hit hard already. And I think everyone knows about his skills and his um, silky mitts and everything. But, but yeah get to know his physical kind of play, because I know uh, uh, who was it uh, that came over that played with the Buffalo for, for quite some years as well. I, I have a short interview with him uh, on my channel. So, so yeah. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit undecided, partly because of what I've seen sometimes and who I'm comparing him to, because I compare him a little bit to... He took the spot with with the um, on the top one in Frelunda, and he played with some players as uh, Montreal's Arthur Lekkonen did the year before he went over to to uh NHL and he grabbed a spot by, uh, out of rookie camp. And uh, yeah, I he is a finisher. His shot is, is ridiculous. Let's be yeah, honest with that. Yep, yep. All of a sudden, his shot is ridiculous. His quick release, his uh, target efficiency, his, uh, where he places the puck, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. He's really, really. And 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 that is his big big strength, but you know in a smaller ice he needs to be able to go into the corner and come out with a puck and create that play himself, and I'm, that's where I think his weakness is. I think he will be beneficial for 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 Buffalo already this year, uh, no doubt. But but in order to develop into like a, a full caliber uh, NHL man. That's what 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 you have to look for, and I think that might you know he comes in being the top scorer in Sweden. He scored most score of any players in in Swedish hockey last year, and and uh, you have to be realistic. This is what he lacks, and and um, he can one time it. He can he can flip on, on on the power play, and do a wrist shot that no one sees coming. But this is on the power play five on five. He still needs to mature a bit, and and it has to be realistic expectations of him.
0: That's um. Good info there. You know, I, I kind of agree on Allison, you know. I mean you know, he's, he's a seventh round pick, so I guess it's kind of uh it, it's kind of impressive that he's even gotten to this point, you know, for a seventh round pick. But yeah, I, I think he'll get some seizing in the AHL this year and I think, you know, Darlene kind of I don't think he'll have that big of an issue going from the Olympic size ice to the smaller ice, where I think Allison that could be a challenge for him. So we'll kind of watch how that goes. So last question here and I'll let you get out of here. Again, I'll kind of wrap this all into one, and you can kind of tell me in general, what's going on with your Canadians, man? It kind of seems like it's a mess over there.
1: Yeah, I think they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, in a way. <laughs> uh, starting, uh, you have to look for it. Like um, the, It seems like Mark Bergevin is learning a little bit. Uh, I like the two last drafts. I, I really do. I think they've, they've, they've looked into... to. Uh, uh, Players they really want, and that is excelling in NHL at the moment. But I also think they overreacted with uh, not not to put gasoline on the fire or anything. But you know the Suhonen trade lost. Yes. Let's, let's be honest with yep. that. Like yep. like uh, uh, anyone that's uh, something else is uh, probably from Mars or something. You know. <laughs> uh, but 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 um, yeah. So so that's that's a big problem. Um, and then if you're gonna go a full rebuild. Uh, I think um, you should have probably traded both Weber and, and Price. I love Price and all that, but, you know, you go into tank mode, there are some really excellent drafts coming up as well, and, and yep. you know, you want to have one of those two players in there. And, and you know, but if if Price comes back and plays at that MVP level or just average level over his, his career, you know, we... we I'm not thinking we will be in the playoffs this year so, so it's not that but he can actually turn the franchise around to make the playoffs maybe not make the finals but but he will he, he can shut the door at, at some points and you saw it last year that when when the NHL players voted who was the hardest to score against and it was Axel. Uh so so you have that kind of respect and and but that means that it's a retool rather than a rebuild. And, and I think <laughs> that's the problem, you know. I yeah. think most fans would, would would understand if they said, we're doing a rebuild. You know, we're doing this, we're blowing things up. And, and then in five years' time, we're going to have, you know, a, a team challenging or something like that. You, you, look at Toronto. They, they made it. They, they declared, this is how what we're going to do. This is do it. If, you, if you're with us, or you find another team, and they, you know what, we like succeeded, and it's hard for a Montreal fan to say that. But Toronto has succeeded; they're looking incredibly smart right now, and, and they're doing some smart hirings, you know, as well. Yep. Uh, uh, so, so it's all these things that adds to it. But, but yeah, Montreal is stuck there. Like, you know, we can't really blow it up because we're the Montreal Canadiens, and and and, and uh, we can't really succeed because we're the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> because it comes with a lot of pressure playing in Montreal and i wonder how many uh, players can handle it and how, uh, how like the players that can if they choose not to even entertain an offer there you know then we have the the two media groups uh, and and all that else that goes on with it like and but yeah it's it's a tough place to play in, and obviously uh, I, I make a joke about it somewhere sometimes in, in SHL, you look at a team like Vecque or or and that is the current Swedish champions or or teams from other smaller areas where they don't they only have hockey. There, there is no other professional right. sport in the region. So everyone is, you know, focused on hockey. And it's the same in Montreal. Now they have the impact. They're getting some other sports in there, but they don't have a football team. They don't have a, a basketball team. They don't have a, well, they have a Canadian football team. And I'm sorry, I don't know how Big of Canadian football fan, people are, and how much it impacts, especially with the, with you know NFL starting to for, for Riga real today. Yeah, uh, but but you know like so I think that's part of it. You know the the, the 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 media scrutinizes everything in in Montreal, and I'm part of that media. And you know Montreal, um, have size enterprise. We're so really trying not to be part of that you know scrutinizing, but rather. Uh, be fair and and objective and and uh, well I'm happy when we managed to break one or two signings uh, from Europe as well which we have done <laughs> good, <laughs> so, good. so but but I mean like it's it's interesting to see that uh, you know it's a retool uh, uh, th- there are some great players coming in and, and for me um, yeah I'm I'm, I'm border I'm, I'm I'm happy with the pick we we picked with Kotkaniemi. Uh he was the best center in the draft. He might not have been the best player at that position like at, at number 3, right. but he was the best center they drafted for need, which was good. You know, if he finish up as a first line or second line center, I think it's good. Uh but those are the, I'm not sure that he is a first line center yet. I'm, I'm I'm in 2 years time or 3 years time. We can have this conversation. And I apologize and say I was wrong. That's fine, <laughs> and i will be happy with it. With that, but but uh, for me, what stands out was that draft pick at was it thirty eight where we picked Alexander Romanov, and no mm. one really noticed it. Yep. No one knew a thing, and, and we were doing draft coverage, and we didn't know a thing. Help! Oh, we was we we were searching forever, and, and I had said like, you know, if if it's a European taking the pick before that, we had at 36, thirty six, yeah. thirty, yeah, five or three. Uh, uh, I was like if that's a European I'll take that and it was a European and otherwise I've been <laughs> stuck with Romanov and I would have like I don't know a thing And, and but I, he, he's actually taken a spot and, at Seska uh, uh, the Seska Moscow which is arguably one of the best teams outside NHL and he's doing that at an 18 year old level so that might that, as, as a defender and, and uh, that might be actually a very good pick down the line you know that's that's you know that that's incredible to, he, he, he has been coached and we're speaking about it in, in our podcast over at house of the price. We recorded it last night. Uh, but we're speaking about the development that coach Nikitin is, is doing and, and he seems very smart about co- coaching this guy properly. So it's it'll be interesting to follow him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Montreal is going to be like, unless Carey Price comes out standing on his head and, and doing those ridiculous saves. And I'm sure, uh, <laughs> Buffalo fans as some remembrances of some of them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, otherwise, we're, we're going to be in the top, in the bottom ten again. And I think that's, uh, in some ways, you want to be. Look at uh, what Carolina came out with this year uh, after being, you know, not being yeah, at the bottom point, of the. Yep. Of the uh, so, so if you have a chance, you have a chance. then there's going to be some good draft picks. coming. for me. I'm, I'm, I'm resigning myself to a, to a, a season where. We're, We'll write about prospects, and we write about good things about the team, and but the team will not be that good as we might hope for, and, and get number twenty-five uh, in in five. Weeks. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're I'm used
0: to that here in Buffalo. So if you need any tips on that, let me know, and I can tell you how to how to do that type of thing. Yeah, beer,
1: I heard, is good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, Patrick Bexel, who, again, can I mentioned a few times, I talked about it, European correspondent for Habs, Eyes on the Prize for SB Nation. Uh, also, as Patrick mentioned, um, check out his Habs, uh, Habsent Mindset, or, my, I'm sorry, Habsent Mindest, try that again, uh, okay. podcast, uh, over again on, on Eyes on the Prize. So def- I any- I'm even going to check that out myself. So if you're listening, you should check it out too. And then also Patrick has his own podcast at PuckDrop Europe, who is kind of like a similar podcast to what I do. It talks with coaches, talks with players over in Europe. Getting into the European League, I suggest checking that out. And then also, lastly, make sure you follow Patrick, because you know, especially Savers fans with all the, uh, the Swedish imports that are coming, uh, at Zab underscore Habs. Uh, excellent follow, and also Patrick will post some interviews from time to time on the SoundCloud page. So go over there, follow him, and you won't be disappointed. So Patrick, man, I appreciate you taking the time, uh, especially on election day, over there in Sweden to kind of chat with me here for a little bit and uh, talk some hockey. You know, it's always fun to talk a little puck.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a bit of pleasure, and uh, maybe we should uh, uh, do another one at one point or another. You know, after the season, and you can. Uh, Tell me how wrong I was about some of the Swedish prospects.
0: (laughs) Definitely, definitely. We'll definitely do that, man. All right. I will uh, talk to you soon, man. Enjoy the rest of your day.
1: You too. And thank
0: you for hosting me.